What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Classic Quest Podcast. This is the show where we break down the hip-hop albums track by track looking for classics. The kinds of albums we talk about are things such as 2 Chains, Dope Don't Sell Itself, the brand new project released February 4th by 2 Chains, because, you know, Dope Don't Sell Itself. He's breaking it down, like, right there. My name is Holden, Stefan, Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And I am Chris Chrome. What up, guys? What up, everybody? And we are doing this live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Behind That Suit, where we will be listening in full to the songs that are in 2 Changes Dope, Don't Sell Itself Project. Sorry for the keyword plugging. It's what YouTube game be like. If you want to watch it with the songs, come join us Sundays, 12 p.m. 12 p.m. EST, twitch.tv slash Behind That Suit. And in the future, you can watch it on YouTube without the songs, and you can just watch us cut ahead. On that note, we like to start off every review letting y'all the watchers know where we are coming from with our familiarity and preferences towards the artists we talk about because we understand you probably really like 2 Chains if you were watching a video this long about 2 Chains. Christopher, tell us your familiarity coming into it. <laughs> um... I've been a 2 Chains fan for a while since um, his album based on a true story. Uh, I think that's the one with bands of Maker Dance and Juicy J and all that. Uh, that was like part of my high school years, teenage years, well, late teenage years before turning an adult. And I've always liked what he did. I've always enjoyed 2 Chains. I've never really like had an issue with what he did. Uh, so when I... When I heard he well, when you told me that we're doing this project, and I started kind of looking through and seeing some shit, I was like, "Cool, this is gonna be another Two Chains project." I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I kind of go to Two Chains expecting Two Chains to do what he does. I don't really have like high expectations or low expectations. It's like I know what I'm gonna get from Two Chains. So, right. um, that's kind of how I feel. And you, Bonnie, about what I know him. Um, so for me, like, I, I don't know how much of his actual music I've listened to. Like, I don't, I can't name any two chain song, like off the top of my head. Um, so I'm sure I've heard him, but like, I don't know definitively what I've heard, but I have definitely, you know, taken notice of him on, uh, like the, like the interviews that he does, like discussing, like, like on YouTube, like that he like where he discusses like I don't know new inventions or whatever, and he like the most talks expensive to is shit. I fucking yeah. love the most expensive is shit. I'm like, see, I'm like, I don't even know what the show is called. I just see it. I'm like, cool. Like, let's watch it. Like, he's always everybody into, like, saw the weed cool episode. Stuff. Okay, who didn't watch him go fucking <laughs> bro? Four hundred thousand dollar blunts, <laughs> bro. The episode where he drinks the coffee made from monkey poop. That's the one I wanted to check out. I we yeah, I mean he has like I mean it's a great job. Like you get to like try all these like fancy ass bougie like items. Yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, I mean he just seems like a cool guy. That's that's what I know about him. Um, that's fair. Uh, for me, it all started with a particular song. It was the the one that's like birthday. It's your birthday. Uh, when I die, you know, because I was listening to that song, and first of all, he's got bars in that track, right? Like, he's, yeah, yeah. he's Kanye's goofy on that birthday song, but like, yeah, actually, like, Two Chains is pretty witty, and I thought it was really enjoyable. And I thought about the premise of that song, and I said that would be a really desirable birthday present more than any material possessions. And I really agreed philosophically with what they were desiring in that song. It is what it is, and I really got on the vibe of it. 
And then every time I heard 2 Chain Saints, he was just tight. Like, he's really, really fucking good. And then you go into the story of Titty Boy, and you learn all about all of his, like, history, and you're like, damn, 2 Chain's career is pretty illustrious. But while we're on it, we did do um, an album review. Well, me, I think I did it by myself. But I went to go figure out which one it was, right? So this is this project. We're just pulling up the Spotify here to, like, exemplify a little point of his fucking work ethic. Then in 2021, yeah. there's Goaded by 2 Chains. There's True Religion, Religion, whatever. I guess this is an anniversary edition, fine, a re-release. Then there's So Help Me God, which is a 2020 project. No Face, No Case, which is another project. I'm like, what the fuck is all this 2 Chain shit? All to get to He's the one guy. that I reviewed, which was Rapper Go to the League, which this is where I got sold on 2 Chains. Like, this has fucking great songs. Like, I said me is one of the best songs I heard that year. I don't even care what anyone says. Like, it's so good. And then the fact that he worked with Ariana and they both touched the fucking sound of music at the same time. Like, yo, 2 Chains is, like, prolifically good. Like, he knows all kinds of music and he does it like a fucking professional. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's really actually, like, everybody should be paying more attention to 2 Chains. is my feeling every time I look into the 2 Chains sphere. Plus, what's not dope about 2 Chains? Like, ultimately, his whole brand is kind of awesome and approachable. And, like, the fucking trap museum he opened, the, like, all the different things he does. It's like, wasn't, man, wasn't he's such a high. T.I.? Oh, maybe that was T.I. I could be wrong. Trap about museum that. is T.I. Okay, I watched I could the be wrong. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I fucked up. But he still, like, is involved in a lot of things in this variety mm-hmm. of culture building elevation shit. And I really like that about 2 Chains. And I think it's really cool. Anyway, that's what that's. what's also cool. Just before we go into what's also cool, it's like, what's not cool about two chains? And when you say that sentence, it's like, what's literally not cool about having two chains? Like the physical stuff. <laughs> that's hilarious. Just think of that. <laughs> so, like, that's the, just want to point that out. But I don't know on. if I'd look guess, cool yeah. with two chains, though. I feel like I'd look like I'm trying. I, mean, I, I, I would personally <laughs> look like I'm trying too hard with two chains. I'm like a mm. one chain guy. <laughs> I digress. What do y'all think of the title and the cover? Um. um Go ahead, Chris. So the title <laughs> itself, Dope, Dope, Don't Sell Itself, I think is pretty straightforward. I was like, that makes sense. You have to be somebody who's going to be moving the product, who's going to be, you know, taking those risks and uh, trying to make that big risk, big bank type stuff. Um, not really much to say. I feel like it's in line with a lot of what he's, what I've heard him talk about a lot of, uh, in line with a lot of what he's done before. So that's always cool. Um, I actually kind of like the, the photo of the project more than the title, just in my opinion, because it's just super straightforward. It's super simple. It shows that he's got money. It shows that like he's moving the product. It's, it's, it really just kind of all ties in together pretty much it like not really much else and where are you at with it your lady fran bonnie uh so yeah i mean dope doesn't sell itself and that is a fact and you know people need it and want it and you know he's there to provide he's just you know doing his thing um and as for like the cover i like it i think you know it's cool like it's dark but it has like you know, like the brightness. So he's like, you know, holding like a shoebox full of money, um, you know, and he's also like dripped out like Alamax, you know, and he's also holding a joint. So that's, you know, there's a lot of like information that you're getting just from like this one motion, I guess, of like him like holding this box. Um, I think it's a Nike 
it's supposed to be like a Nike shoe box, but instead of like a like a store sticker or like a Nike sticker like on the side, um, it has like his name and like the album name and like information about like the album itself on the sticker. So I thought that that was like a smart way of like, you know, including that like on his album cover. And then like on the back, I also checked that out. Um, it's like a bright orange color and it kind of looks like like a baking soda orange box like Arm and Hammer um and it has like a measuring cup and then it has like you know what looks like like the nutrition information on like food but it has like drug facts and so I don't know it's cool he's like you know he's just doing his thing so I liked it I just realized I could zoom in on the picture for the sake of the video and it would have been a lot cleaner um oh there you go but yeah um so I'm way more into the title I think y'all did an eloquent job of describing anything that could be communicated in this image. And I agree with everything y'all said, but I put no thought into it. I actually didn't really inspect it till I just, no, I, I kind of overlooked it, but it didn't catch me. So I guess that's all it is. I mean, it was clearly identifiable when it's small. It's easy to see it as an avatar compared to other albums. And that's where my brain went with it. But I love the title, the dope don't sell itself. Like to me, that's like a metaphor for life. Like it's just everything. It's like, as much as, yes, I believe 2 Chains is directly speaking on this subject, it's also like, yo, your music's not going to sell itself. Yo, that idea you have in your head, it's not going to build itself. That plan you want to make, ain't nobody going to do it for you. And it's almost like inherently stating, like, look, nobody's going to do shit for you in your life. So effectively, you just kind of need to go out there and go do it yourself and get it done. And, like, you know, kind of shut the fuck up with the excuses and push it. Like, dope don't sell itself. If you want to make the guap, so to speak, you must sell the dope or whatever it is. And I, mm -hmm. I agree with Lil Alice in the comments. It really is in line with his overall discography's titling. Mm -hmm. So it also fits into his bigger brand. So I think it's a really great title because it does fit into the overall brand. But it also just communicates a really powerful mission statement. Like, dope don't sell itself. What do you think is going to happen? You think you're just going to yes. buy the brick and it's going to sit? You know, like, I don't sell dope. But it's not that different in concept to selling anything in life. You know, you have a service you want to sell. Shit ain't going to sell itself. You either build it or they will not come, my peeps. That's what it is. Um, so I love that. In four words, it communicates so fucking much and it's so powerfully and so succinctly that it's it's an awesome album title. Cover's cool. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Cover's cool. Whatever. It's not, I'm not a cover person. Uh, uh, on that note we should start the listening portion where we will interact with you more and bet it back is how we start the process. All right, your lady friend, Bonnie, what do you think of a bet it back by two chains? Um, well, I, I mean, it's kind of starts off like the whole album starts off with like some guy kind of like shouting about like a bathroom in a studio and something or another. Uh, so I'm like, it, it just kind of sounds like, like you like recorded like an audio of somebody else giving somebody else shit. Like it just kind of sounds like that. So I thought that that was like kind of funny. Um, like the beat is like super dope. And like, I love the way that he raps on it. It's like, you know, really cool. And like right away it had me like, do I like trap music? I'm like, I think I might like, I mean, let's, we'll see. Well, Bonnie, um, pretty girls then, do like trap music. <laughs> nice. Uh, so yes. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's about, you know, drugs or whatever. And like his love for distributing them, 
Like that's what I was thinking. Um, and like that he's like ahead of everybody. He's stylish. He looks good for his age, you know, like, you know, he's in it. He's, you know, he's cool. Um, my favorite lines were pussy so good, hit the lotto. She gave me big head like a rhino, big head. And I thought that was just funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, I gave this song a five on five. Y'all know rhinos got big heads. (laughs) Yeah. Like I really dig it. And I think he did a really great job. (laughs) And like, you definitely get like a sense of like who he is and what he's about. He's very like clear. He's mature sounding. He's like articulate. He makes dope music. It's dope. I think it's cool. All right, Chris. Because we had a little pre-conversation coming in that we were with people. And I'm curious to know where Chris is coming in with this. <laughs> Hold on. Fuck. Ah, he's drinking the water. Oh, man. Too stressed. <laughs> no. Um. So starting off uh, with the intro, I do like this kind of like what is seems like a memory to kind of give you like the atmosphere that we're at kind of being like in like this trap housey vibe, this studio vibe, right? kind of giving you like how, awesome. it, how it is. Right. Like, it's really cool. It's really cool. Um, the verse two chains kills it. I love his flow on it. I love how he dances around the beat. It's, it's super dope. Um, but I guess I just, you're not, a pretty I don't know. Girl. I just, I, I did it really. I was like, this is, <laughs> god i'm gonna struggle this whole fucking time um so i like it because it's two chains and i was like yeah this is what it's supposed to be and i'm feeling it and you're bopping and you're vibing and everything but in terms of just like overall song i was just like okay like it's it just is what it is um the beat's really good. I do enjoy that. I've never thought that 2 Chains ever picked, like, whack beats or ever had whack beats, so they're always kind of fire. Like, never really had an issue with that. Yeah. Um, and what I also got was, like, he's kind of showing you where he came from and where he is now and kind of, like, a little bit of intro into the journey of, like, what he's, what he's been doing. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much... It. I don't have much to actually say. You said um, a whole bunch, but I though. gave this a four on five. I appreciate how you're not much to stays a whole lot. So what we learned is Bonnie's a pretty girl. Chris is not a pretty girl, and it turns out I'm also a pretty girl because this shit be banging. Um, I really love this song. This is an amazing way to start an album. I honestly, cause yo, this intro skit, it it gets brought back. It's not vapid, all right. Like it creates a, a sort of cohe a cohesiveness to the album. Well, I'll comment more at the end, but in case you don't watch it, it ties it in like this whole project's like one rowdy studio session inside of this trap house where it's like they fucking dead ass. You can't go to those rooms. There's shit back there. You can't go there unless you know, like, no, you can go to the bathroom and then you come right back to the fucking studio room. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I've never recorded in a place like that. Like <laughs> it's never been my life. But it's like an ambiance that I think is really cool and it creates the project and then he goes into talking about his shit and as an intro goes it's creative it's clever but it also kind of creates a more movie-esque feel for the project because of the closure on how they literally end the project like the dude stopped recording and it kind of ties back into this which will obviously expand on them but just in case you don't get that far um 
with that, the bars are ridiculous. Like in terms of, I think Bonnie tapped onto it. It's not just like flexing. It's this personality that oozes through. Like nobody else can really write this shit because when you Google 2 chains, it looks like this shit. Right? Like, 2 Chains yeah. is a guy whose brand is just empirically million-dollar shit now. It's like, you know, like, yeah. he's kind of hit this yeah. place. But then you go back to it when he's just titty boy moving weight and shit back in the day. Then the fact that he did his ghostwriting and was so far behind the scenes. Then he comes through and does all this shit. And when you have all this layer of context into this guy's journey to going from this, this person in one phase of life to being one of the most prolific musicians in the game today... And I really believe that his output is ridiculous and it's consistent. Like the dude worked with Run the Jewels and shit. Like he's anywhere he wants to be. And that's incredible. Like that's a power where like, nah, people don't get how influential 2 Chains, I believe, is and is going to continue gaining power in because he's just cool. And then he does yeah. shit, like talks about it, like the drug game and all these things in his bars. But to me, this just be like... I grinded really fucking hard to get to where I am today. And I'm saying this from a position where I do make a million a week. And I, I talk on a track that's a million just to speak. Like, that's power. Like, don't you want to get paid to just say this shit? And all yep. of it's, like, you know, inherently flexy. It's really, <clears throat> like, empowering shit. It's like, if you work hard, you get the rewards. That is the core point of this song. But it just sounds so dope. It just sounds so fucking amazing. And it's every line is crisp. Every ad lib fits perfectly. The beat is just really bumping. The way they cut parts of the beat so that you can just get ready for drops and shit. The way every like piece of this song has been combed over to make an amazingly great experience should not be overlooked. And I think it's a really well constructed track. And I really enjoyed listening to it. And I could go back to this. And it's it's definitely like a four and a half. Like it's hard to call it like the most amazing song I ever heard in my life. But like Honestly, it made me happy, put me in a vibe, and I'm like, I'm ready for the rest of this track. Plus, given the number <laughs> of features, I think it's a very, very wise choice to start off the album saying, I'm already rich, and I already did it. Because I believe that yeah. ties into the bigger point of what's about to happen with the rest of the project, and it's worth pointing that out now. Because he's saying, I don't need all the people that we're about to talk about, but... and then. You know, the rest of the album is just laced with features, right? So, like, yeah. but that's on purpose in a positive way. It's not, like, a negative right. thing. It's tied into look at where he positions himself in his life. What is left to do but to give, you know? And that's what makes 2 Chains pretty fucking extra incredible considering the rest of this project it is, can. like, introducing people like me to names I would never have otherwise honestly listened to. So, yeah, strong start to me. Pop music is what yep. comes next. So yeah, as we were just establishing, <laughs> if we wanted a template for what we perceive as stripper music for the people to pop the booty to, this is an mm -hmm. excellent template for you to go as an example to provide for people if you're struggling in the future. Um, yeah. Chris, tell us how you feel about this song. I'm so excited to hear what you think. Um, it's good. Uh, <laughs> like, it's... It's, uh, uh, dude, I don't know. Like, okay, so um, the first time I was like, I was running through the project and then I was like, let me go and um, check the music video out. I checked the music video out, beat comes in. I was like, okay, this is dope. This is hard, this is two chains beat. Um, then, you know, the chorus comes in and I was like, that's cool, that's fine, whatever. And then I don't, I on the first listen, Two chains. It's just like, 
pop that shit and then follows up mm-hmm. with the next line and then i'm just like no like why what oh my God. i got <laughs> i was okay so first my first thought i was like why do we let two chains get away with, with like saying these like simple things like these super simple, simple lives i i just but then like i went through the whole thing get in my head with. and i was like this is this is like, two chains this two is what he does <laughs> um whatever yeah I don't have much to say about the two chains verse. It's solid. It felt like he literally just kind of went insert verse, and that what? was it to me. Okay. A little bit, a little bit. Um, that's that's what I have to say for for two chains on this one. Um, money bag. Let Yoga. me ask you a question on that simple things thing. Okay, <laughs> let's just let's just stop here for a second. Can you do this? Can you write a chorus? Um, or a verse with that few words that actually says shit while being hype. Like I what... could put a lot of time and effort and work into it to I do I would love this. to I see you write a... Sh- I, I want to see you write a stripper anthem then, like, Chris. I want to see that shit. Nah, yeah. bro. I want to see you write a stripper anthem then if you think it's Why that simple. Like... So then you can't call it simple. Fair enough. Hey, listen. That's just how my, my opinion. I, that doesn't mean I'm right. Um, but Money Bag Yo was actually really impressive. That was um, for the comment I section, like y'all. I speak sometimes it. for y'all. <laughs> yep. I saw somebody oh, typing man. that comment, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die this review. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but Money Bag Yo was actually really dope. I really liked his flow on it. I felt like he had more just like control with his verse. I felt that was super cool. Um, a lot of it was like, we appreciate you being like a boss, bad bitch. If you're like that, we're going to take care of you. We'll give you nice things and like, just have fun. And it's really dope. It's, 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 it's a dope track. Like it, it just kind of does what it's supposed to do. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is it. Um, it, Yeah. No, four on five. Like, I, Chris, we established at the beginning of this review that Bonnie and I are pretty girls and Chris is not a pretty girl. All right, Bonnie, how do you feel about this one? I mean, this is just male Iggy. Like, of course I'm going to love this. Facts! (laughs) This is what it is. Um, This is just a stripper song about shaking your ass to get guys to buy you stuff. Like, it's real pussy power shit. Like, I really appreciated this song. Uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to like, you know, let Zalmanel know this is the kind of thing that, you know, you know, for stripper type beats. Um, so yeah, I mean, I really liked like Beat King. I thought he had a really dope voice. I thought Moneybag Yo had like a really great flow. Like I, you know, everybody here is like fun, good. They all had a great time. It's just like another great track. So I really liked it and, uh, go female empowerment. So I gave it a 4.75. I really dug this shit. There were a few bars that I thought were like super nifty, right? Like, I mean, Beat King's verse just was fly. I don't know about the whole everything philosophically. It's just what it is, yo. When two hands are used to eat the dick, that is a man that knows his blowjobs, right? Usually people describe blowjob bars and I'm like, have you ever gotten head, bro? Because that sounds like a terrible ass blowjob, what you are describing. That does not sound like a terrible ass blowjob. Um, so I appreciated that. And then the chorus is just amazing. But what I thought was super nifty was pop that pussy on your partner. I'm like, that's an interesting line, right? Cause it's less like detached. It's more like, yeah. nah, people are like actually connected, whether it's your business arrangement, your sugar daddy, whatever. It's not just go be a hoe. It's like, 
pop your p- pussy on somebody that deserved to have that pussy popped on it. And those are the subtle differences, Chris, that make yes. me go, this is not fucking simple. And I do not believe you could easily replicate this shit. <clears throat> As an example, let us talk about 2 Chains' verse because apparently there's nothing intelligent written here and I have to debunk this myth. Pop it, pop that shit. Evidently, that's pretty straightforward. They're talking about mm-hmm, the pussy mm-hmm. that's getting popped and that's that's fine. It's a beautiful thing. Make that buy you something then say you bought that shit. Bro, that's a flex bar. That's like, yo, let's not... like People are so stupid, they're going to believe whatever they're going to believe anyway. So why yep. don't you take advantage of this? Leverage your social media marketing. Get that cloud up and go ahead and get your bag. Make that person buy you something and then say you bought it. It's smarter than saying he bought it for you. It's actually game, Christopher. Say you stand up on the button when I found the plug. I don't really know how to break that bar down. It just sounded dope. Anyway, moving on. When the friend comes through, record me while I pop my shit. Friend said, okay, friend, make that money, bitch. Now we're going away from slut shaming. We're saying when your friend is involved with OnlyFans, treat it more like a homie on the rap hustle and shit and be supportive of that. If she needs you to film that and help her out, you are actually helping somebody finance their dreams and create equity and wealth for their future offsprings and shit. So it's actually really a powerful bar, Chris. So this is why I felt like when you said, why do we let him get away with what? Empowering women? Bro. He should be doing these. No? Isn't that what we should all be doing, Christopher? (laughs) Right. Anyway. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, it's the full name. Sometimes we got to be like that. You know, this is how it be. I know I've known him for like seven, seven, eight years, right? Flashes of being called Christopher. Crow eight years I've known him. He's seven years younger than wife. me. So, so y'all know, Chris is seven years younger than me. Okay, so y'all might think oh. we're closer in age. It's more like that. <laughs> um, I don't have a lot to say about Moneybags verse at the same level of intellectualism, but I feel like it's totally in line, and it's just maybe showing the male perspective. Like Two Chains is saying, you can get this bag, and Moneybags like, I got money. I'm happy to give you this bag. And what I thought was super cool was give me sloppy toppy. You might get a watch from wifey as though there's a consensual arrangement with his female partner that allows him to go into this situation since she's co-signing it, showing that it's not nefarious lies and backstabbing, but it's actually an agreed upon arrangement that you monogamous middle class Puritan people should not be judging. Thank you. Intellectualism in this pussy popping song, Chris. You weren't expecting that shit. I don't even think Two Chains, if he sees this, was expecting that shit. It is what it is. Fucking five right. on five. This shit's a banger. I think we can okay. talk about Kingpin Ghostwriter. Chris, how do you feel about this one? Um, I like this one actually. I like this. Uh, this is where I was like, okay, this is hard. The beat is more aggressive. That's more my type um, of sound. Um, I like how uh, two chains is like a little bit more speeded up on the um, on the chorus. The way he kind of flows with that was cool. What stood out to me was that he's saying like peso, uh, yeah, yeah, peso stack, which kind of which kind of singles to me that like you're making money other places. You have like other businesses or other things out in other countries, places that are just not in the states, which is cool. Um, I like I like how it's it's more. Um, just more that grind more that this is what we came here to do this is what we are doing um <clears throat> i i don't know man like it was it was cool and it was it consistent and kept with the with the theme um what what i 
thought I understood was my fleet orange and black. And then my brain went to orange is the new black, which I thought was like a cool kind of like line to connect where he's like chilling with, you know, convicts or whatever like that. Um, that was kind of cool. Uh, I like the didn't have say word. His cars on. are just fucking orange and black. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Mm. Um, I like the um, didn't have no AC on. All we had was OnlyFans, which is cool, symbolizing the grind of OnlyFans, and then literally only having fans. That was nice. Um, Bars, um, <clears throat> but like, it was it was dope. Like, Hold like, on, is that line also meaning was pimping? I mean, it could. All we had was OnlyFans. Like it's a hot room, but you fucking flipping. Ooh! Anyway. Mm. Um, I like how he, uh, you know, got inspiration from uh, Easy E. Uh, gangster views like e, uh, are like Easy E. That's cool. Giving that shout out, moonwalking like Billy Jean. That was also cool. Kind of giving these like, I guess where he listens, like the music he, the type of music he listens to, and like just what he does. Um, and then we get back into the chorus. That's still solid. I still felt like it was it was still smooth after his verse and going to there. Little baby did the little baby thing, I guess. I, uh, yeah, Gucci Sorch, Gucci socks showing. I hit Derek for a box of ones. I, I mean, whatever. I don't know. I was like, little baby did what the little baby did does, and it's all like, I've got money, I'm rich, and you know, we're hard. So that's really what it is. Uh, it fit. It was nice. They, they. I like how they both kind of sound together. Like it was, it was interesting to see like when you get the two chains and like his voice and how he kind of raps and does his thing. And then little baby just, so my thing is, is it's the voices of some of the features that I have trouble kind of getting past at first. I have to like really get into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that kind of like, welcome to old man hip hop, Chris, this is what being an old head head. That's what being an old head is like. Welcome. It's this side of the twenties. It starts. No, fair enough, fair enough. But I'm I'm also like trying to be as open minded as possible because like I, I I ain't gonna sit here and be like nah fuck little baby like that's crazy because he's great and he's doing great things so all respect to that. Um, yeah, no, the song's dope. I like this. I actually gave this one a four point two. Um, yeah. And yeah, you- I mean, I I feel kind of similar uh, as to like what Chris was saying. Um. Like particularly about like uh little baby like i do like like i did like his verse um but i did and i don't know like i just found that his flow was good and you know it was crazy and it was intense but i just found that maybe it was too spastic sounding against two chains like he's just very like i mean obviously i can't do it but like he's just a lot He's just a lot next to two chains. But anyways, this is just yeah. about like... We were famous. You know, That's already viral on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is just about like some of the experiences that he's like gone through, things he's seen. You know, he's got a tight flow. You know, like it's it's not a bad song. Um, and when I looked up to see like, you know, like how, what songs two chains has written for other people, you know, if he is Kingpin Ghostwriter. Oh, say word. So... There is an entire, uh, like, I have got a list of 83 songs, um, including some of his own, which, I mean, I, It's know, got a whole sense. category he, on, on two chains. He's written for Drake. He has written for Kanye. He has written 
for a little pump check out chance the rapper like he has just written for so many people like like sierra uh, I thought I saw something about, yeah, Christina Aguilera. Like, there's just, like, so many songs. Like, there's a Jesse J song. Like, there's just, like, a whole bunch of songs that he's written for. And so he's just making, like, residuals off of their success because that's dope. Um, so I like that, you know, that he's talking about, like, this, like, you know, money move that he's made. And it's really cool. So, yeah, I mean, I gave it the same pretty I much. Like I gave it a four point. has songs that he's definitely written on there, but. Because I'm yes. like a couple yes. of those it songs. It says it. It says it there. But like, he's it definitely says in brackets. <clears throat> he's definitely. Got... I'm just saying that like, he's ha- written for other people, like big people, and I think that that's really cool. Um, I gave it a four point two five on five because, like, in terms of the song, it was okay. Like, it wasn't my favorite one, but it's not bad. And then just the whole thing with like him and little baby. But maybe that's just me being old. I mean, it, I haven't listened to a lot of little baby. Obviously, I listened to Da Baby and Lil Baby because who didn't listen to Da Baby and Lil Baby on that song? And you're like, this is a real thing happening. Grown ass men be using the baby <laughs> shit. Then you get past that. If you know, if you're like me, you get past it and like whatevs. I don't really give a shit. Call yourself what you want. In a world of people with pronouns and shit, we should be all comfortable with that because everybody be calling everybody what they want anyway. It's not like government names is cool in the sphere I'm in. <laughs> you know, it's not like that's true. Anyway, that's just a side tangential idea, but um. I was really impressed by Lil Baby, if we want to start there. I thought his flow was ridiculous. I was actually sitting there going, most of the people I know in real life who rap could not do a flow that tight if their fucking life depended on it. The melody game he brings, the actual way he knows how to bring the musicality into his verse, where it really is like a lot of these guys are pulling from rock and other genres of music and combining it into a trap flow to to bring, I guess that's what melodic trap's been. But like when you really sit there and listen to it and you try to write it and you actually try to write melody and like turn the actual scale of notes into a thing and you have to start worrying about do your notes resolve? Does your like melody actually make sense for the melody of the beat and shit? It's like, nah, there's layers to this that a lot of people I think just kind of undersell. And what I heard just here was that Lil Baby's a master at this shit. His flow Mm -hmm. fit like an instrument on this beat. His bars are actually pretty decent. It's not like my fucking cup of tea in terms of shit. I would be going into super intellectualism. It's it's, but it's braggadocio and fucking flamboyance put in a way that makes sense for the album it's on. He sounds great next to two chains. He just sounds like wet two chains, and I really like that. And then the other side of it is yo wet two chains. Well, that's the kind of the effect they use. It's wet. That's what they they make it drippy. They, you know, it's like a, a wet feeling, like auto tune reverby shit. Yes, yeah. Um, versus dry vocals, which is more like in the realms of not being super heavy on effects. And these are just like stylistic choices and shit. So it's like when you can... Okay, when you've actually gone through the process of making songs, I suppose you learn how to take the filters off of the voice. And you can hear this guy's raw vocals are fucking like actually hitting the notes and shit. Like he's not a bad vocalist at all. So I could see why it's not your cup of tea, but like he's really talented. And... Uh, the writing, whatever. It's not my style of preference. It's not what I would go to, but there's nothing on this that's whack. It's just braggadocio, and it fits really nicely. The chorus that 2 Chains brings is one of my fucking favorites. Like, I'm, I'm just at a point where, I'll be real, I'm on a money grind. 
All I give a shit about is how to make that milli right now because it will allow me to do what I want in life. So when I hear shit like money coming, coming in a hurry, and I love his overuse, right? Like money coming and it's coming in a hurry, so he doubles the word. I'm really into clever uses of shit like that. To me, that's like advanced writing to be super repetitious but not be repetitious. And then people on the run eating like Norris, sound like a kingpin but running from me. And it just feels like he's a boss man with this giant empire of shit and distribution that he has going on and the results of it are what they're spitting in their verses like i kind of would love yeah. to have more orange and black in my life and shit i don't have a lot more to comment on the bars like what am i supposed to to say about a lot of it it's just pretty blatant for what it is but it's dope like honestly people like lines like moonwalking like billy jean that's a cool ass line it's a pretty great vibe and you can break it down you know like i'm not going to but like it kind of gives you a little bit to think about of his personality and the way you want to see him where it's more than just okay i bought maybachs you know like there's more to it than that uh, um anyway i gave it a 4.25 it's not my favorite song on the album but the title is my favorite part it's a flex king pen ghostwriter google that shit and almost has nothing to do with this song except that it's like the byproduct of that grind is this song and that's fire um so it's a really a great beat all of it's dope i prefer the stripper side of it to be honest but i do appreciate this side of it this one definitely feels like it's more for the men but it's good that we're kind of having that like all kinds of vibes because really what you're going to see on this project is how two chains fits with fucking everyone and that my friends is outstanding all right how do you feel about this one bonnie let's switch it up um so this one is like you know a bit like calmer sounding like it's not as like energetic you know what i mean um and it is just sort of like you know him like talking about like you know floating around taking care of their business doing what they gotta do um you know i think uh so for me like i had to look up like who the tony because he kept saying tony so then i was like who the heck's tony and uh i looked and i was like maybe it's the producer not the producer and i looked into it and apparently it's it's either maybe you guys can help me out it's either um his alter ego and like that character or it is a general name for everybody who's in like the hustling game, drug selling, mm. pimping kind of game. So I'm not sure which one it is, but Yo, that's I'm, let us know in the comments though, because I would love to know too, because I didn't even Google it. <clears throat> there you I'm go. I'm gonna go with his lifestyle, what he does, and like kind of what he shows to be. Um, Tony Montana if I'm not mistaken, would be the guy. And isn't that like some big kingpin drug dealer, dude? Bro, do you not know who Tony Montana is? Yeah. I mean, that is... <laughs> Have you not exactly seen Scarface? Who I thought it was. No, that's exactly <laughs> who I thought it was. And that's why I'm saying it. I think when he's saying Tony, he's referring to himself yeah, as like, Tony Montana. Yes. I mean, I, yeah. I got that, like the subtext of it, but like, is Tony his alter ego or the collective name? And it's spelled well, with an I... Like and that's a good point, as Almanal pointed out. It's Tony, not like Tony. I, th this is why, yeah. like, let the comment people who know this shit tell us in the future and we'll update y'all because clearly we don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. so yeah, so that's what I wanted to uh, mention. Um, I like that, mm -hmm, like, you know, that he does throughout, like, the song. Um, you know, I think it's kind of cool and Roddy, Roddy Rich. Um, I don't know anything about him, but he sounds like a good kid. Um, <laughs> he just he just sounds nice. Good he just kid sounds, pimping you know, up the mansion. 
you know, he sounds like a younger guy, you know, doing what he's got to do, you know, whatever, um, you know, and he's at the top, but he's like far from like the drug game now, but like, you know, he made his success and he's kind of looking back and being like, yeah, I did that. And um, I like the little speech at the end that he gives where he's kind of like talking about like hustling, being like in your blood, being like in your DNA. Um, and that it's like part of like your genetic buildup and either you have the hustle, you know, within you or you don't. And like, that's kind of it. And so I think that that's kind of cool. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I thought it was nice. I gave this one a 4.35 on five. How do you feel, Mr. Christopher? <clears throat> I like this one. Uh, I like how it does. It's a little softer, a little more uh, kind of toned down a bit from all from a lot of the energy that we've been getting uh but i like how there is this like we've put in the work we've grinded we made it this far but this is still the lifestyle we're living we're still chasing the next purchase the next rari the next you know the next bag like that's never going to change um and i like how they're like em embracing that hustler mentality in this track um Roddy Rich, I like. I mean, I know Roddy Rich because of that uh, song, The Box. So that was cool um, to see him on something different. Um, and he holds it down. I thought he held it down really nice. I felt like he did really good on the chorus and kind of gave that contrast, like not, not really contrast, but a nice blend to uh, the softness to the song, which was cool. Um, but I mean, it was, it seemed pretty straightforward. Like we put in the work, we really did what we had to do and we're still going to keep doing it. Cause that's just who we are. And following it up at the end where two chains is kind of addressing like about the hustler, the hustler, the hustler mentality or hustling is uh, hereditary. It, it really kind of pulls that all together where it's like, yo, you either are this or you're not like yeah. you either have it in your blood, in your DNA, that this is what you're supposed to do. And every moment of your life, you're just hustling and, and going for the goal and, and trying to make sure that it's always uh, on, on that. Now, I like how he said you can't buy motivation, uh, which kind of stuck with me a bit where it's like there's a lot of things you can buy in this world and there's a lot of things that like money can change let's say in a way but um you can't you can't use money from like can't actually buy motivation you can you can tempt it with wanting to chase the bag and stuff but you need to have that motivation inside you to do this shit so that was cool um i gave this a 4.25 awesome so here we are with an update from little alice who googled and that is an amazing thing to do sometimes when you know how. And I'm not saying we don't know how, but it's harder to do when you're live and talking. But in an interview with Apple Music, the Atlanta rapper, also known as 2 Chains, explained why the song called Tony. Tony talks in third person a lot, said 2 Chains. So it's a conceptual. Tony derives from the neighborhood I'm from, Old National. Everybody who sold powder or anything like that, their name was Tony. So it's more of a catch-all, which was one of the two things. And um, it, ha it is not Scarface genius genius pass revoked um just throwing it out there um it, it, and it's i mean i would i would definitely love to argue that they're probably calling them tony in relation to being what if face are you that, sure so. are you sure like if two chains is here and he no, looks you I'm straight in sure. the you're face right. and he's like you're right and i'm saying if two chains says like, I i'm not wrong, trying to be I, a shit y'all i'm just saying when you're talking about stuff it's good to know what you know and you don't know and i don't know and none of us know so let's not I act agree. like we know i agree um i thought roddy rich rapped i didn't even know he sung or whatever and then i was really confused for a second i'm like okay that's cool um 
And then I like the chorus. It's really like big and it kind of plays into the level of like you feel the excellence and the success is rolled into a place where you just got 30 bitches in the living room dancing and shit. Like arguably if you can maintain that shit 30, that's a lot. That's like a level of it's beyond what I could handle type thing, you know? So like I respect that kind of shit. And the overall flow of this thing is beautiful. And and I just want to comment on the ad libs, right? I think so many people I know, and, I, and some of this is just talking to people I know that I'm not saying, but like, it's like people work so hard on the flow and the perfect construction of multisyllabic words that they completely ignore the power of a, mm-hmm, like first rapper with a Versace deal did a chain reaction. That's big because you got mm-hmm. an early chain. Soldier Boy ain't do that. Now that's a reference to Soldier Boy who claimed to be the first of a lot of things, which arguably Soldier Boy is way more significant to hip-hop history than anybody's ever going to want to admit. But from a Wikipedia perspective, he's really influential for a lot of things. But he ain't 2 chains level. That's that's a great line. And what really mm-hmm. sold it home wasn't even the bar. It was the ad-lib. It's that mm-hmm ad-lib, which called back to the chorus, giving you this sense of you know extra fulfillment because you were familiarized with it and our brains work off a repetition so when you hear something again and it calls back to the hook it's an extra hook in a sense so musically it's a powerful flex which isn't as easy to do with multi-syllabic flows and the other side of it is what he's saying is just so powerful that linguistically the "Mm mm-hmm in the context of how he's saying it which we all understand the context of is being like that almost condescending like go fuck yourself it's like saying go fuck yourself but without even using words it's like say like that's a brilliant line. That's some shit that's super simple, so simple it's fucking hard to write. Um, and I really liked the way he approached it, and that was my favorite part of this song. I don't have a lot more to say about it. I did wonder if they are gonna make a Ferrari truck though. I never thought about it. So like, yeah, that's an interesting line. Um, all things considered, uh, I enjoyed it. It's a vibe. I have less to say about it. The motivation part at the end, I question. I think it's more of an environment than genetic. I think it's more your who you're around that creates your hustle because I've seen too many people go from lazy to actual hustle rather than it being hereditary. So I do think about it and I agree with you, but I don't think it's hereditary. I think it's environmental. Mm. I think it's who you surround yourself with creates the hustle. That would be my thing. And because so many people don't surround themselves with a hustle because hustle hard, it ends up feeling like what 2 Chains is describing here. But I definitely think that if you give me anybody that really want it, I can help them get it. That's where I really believe in life. Um, I get it's a, a 4.5. That's my vibe on it. Um, I don't think hustle is genetic. I definitely think you can. Anybody can hustle if they really so choose and desire to hustle. Like, it's just that most people will never choose to do so due to whatever. Like, ain't nobody dying and leaving me a house. So maybe that's heretic. Maybe that's heretic or hereditary. Heretic is, I guess, a different term entirely. I digress. I'm rambling. Four point. Yeah, so the neighbors know my name. <laughs> so, yeah. Let us talk about neighbors know my name. Who wants to start? <laughs> Bonnie. Um, I'll start. Okay, Chris. Okay. <laughs> Chris. Whatever. Um, no. Okay. So uh, the Laffy Taffy beat. That was cool. When that came in, I was like, you like, of course, two chains would definitely rap on this. This was something I didn't know I, I kind of needed, I feel. Um, I like that it's short. I like that it's like not long because it's I, I don't know if I could. My thing is, is that I feel like I only like it because of the Laffy Taffy beat. The rest of the song, I'm like, 
it, it it's consistent with the project. It flows. Two Chains does his thing, which is dope. Um, but like, I don't know if I would actually like this if this wasn't the Laffy Taffy beat, and that's kind of where I'm stuck on this. Um, other than that, though, it's it's a good song. It fits. It comes brings you back into that like party mode. It comes and brings you back to that vibe. So that's also cool. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good. I gave it a four on five. I'm Bonnie. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, interesting beat selection, uh, obviously. Um, you know, it's about him having like a fly ass lady and, you know, his neighbors know his name because his girl is screaming out his name. And um, that's what it is. It's just like funny. It's not necessarily something that, that I would go back to. Can I to. just comment on that line in particular so we don't go back to it? His sure. name is Oh Fuck Oh Shit. Like he's fucking them yes. so hard that she's like, Oh Fuck, Oh Fuck. And that's what the neighbors think his name is. That's yes. top tier fucking funny. Okay, that is a hilarious yes. fucking line. Like it is funny. It is like a comical kind of a song and like as you know which showed by like the music video too like it is just like a glimpse into his like quirky kind of like personality and he's kind of like funny but he's also gonna fucking real good so that's how it is so i also gave it a four on five i think this song is incredible first of all before we even get to the song i have a relationship with this laffy taffy beat that has nothing to do with the original song one day i'm on tiktok and at one point, this Laffy Taffy remix song comes through. And it's like, shake that Laffy Taffy, girl. Turn it back and drop it, girl. That shit. And everybody's doing the dance. But I encountered it by watching a guy make his cat do it. And I hate to admit it, but a cat video got me obsessed with this fucking Laffy Taffy dance. So I've watched a lot of cat videos doing it. Um, oh, it'll get you. Um, and then, like, following that, I ended up discovering the Laffy Taffy song, which I'm like, is also a TikTok trend. So it gets stuck into your fucking head because girls be shaking their asses to the Laffy Taffy song. So it's like you get this positive association if you're me. Um, and then I heard the song and I thought of cats and women shaking their asses the entire way through this. So, I mean, we were already in a positive place starting this song. I just have to give the fucking context coming in plus it's really a, a great use of it and if the music video is actually criticizing the actual laffy taffy dance that's amazing that's a really high level of satire <laughs> that i think two chains should really get props for because that's fucking hilarious because that shit is a classical dance honestly but it's also ridiculous because of how we all made fun of it 10 years ago and shit um but yet here we are and it's a banging of a tune today um as far as we, we already talked about how hilarious the chorus is. He's in the hotel suite and fucking everybody knows it. And it's really just like fun, right? He's rich. Mm. He's ratchet. He's really happy to be who he is. He's unapologetic about his shit. His ad libs are perfect. His flow is fucking fine. And honestly, if there was ever a song to be like, yo, this is two chains and he's fucking like ridiculously fun to a Laffy Taffy beat. Like, yo, this is a five. Like, this is brilliant. Like, it's almost like he's aware of of how ridiculous he is and he's just owning it to the fullest because honestly looking at two chains without knowing anything about him it's like what the fuck is this it's a little ridiculous see him on youtube he sees over the topness and he just owns it he owns it with a yeah. level of dad dick energy that i respect um this shit's a five uh let's move on to the next one then i did i did want to say one thing because i forgot i actually forgot i had a line um, I had that act up in my cup, same color elderberry. That's actually a cool lean line. I thought that was cool because like I had that act up 
which like acting up and getting wild, but also act short for activists, which mm. is like in fucking lean and shit. So that was actually pretty cool. I just wanted to highlight that. That's movie. brilliantly written, and my lack of leanness did not help me get there. And before we go, shout out emotions for the follow, and we about to listen to the next two chain song, million dollars worth of game. Um, yeah, like Two Chains is really versatile. It's the one thing I would say is you can't listen to any Two Chain song and just believe that it's going to be reflective of all the Two Chain songs. Like a couple of albums ago, it was really not this vibe, and like he's really versatile. And he'll like honestly check out the Run the Jewel song with him on it. Like that might be a better first impression. Um, Chris, what do you think of this track? I think this was cool. Um, something and i maybe this is just me being me but the title stood out to me because it's also like a a a youtube channel that's with like people in the hip-hop community and culture willie uh i don't want to say a word eh yeah million dollars worth of game willie and gallo gallo i don't want to butcher their names anyway but that's an actual podcast that's been like popping off and people are like really getting into it now so i didn't know if he was actually kind of like giving them a shout out or that but that is somewhere that my brain went uh the the song itself is kind of actually what um what it what it stands for like he's really giving you a lot of game in this song i feel like just how he kind of moved and how he like uh got to where he is today the (laughs) the line that i really liked was the 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 fn was my hype man because I don't know if that's like referring to DJ FN from with Nori, but the FN mm. is also an automatic weapon. It's an also not an automatic. It's a single burst weapon, uh, which also ties into like the la- uh, the lines with aftermarket extendo. I pray it don't jam that whole gun line there. So that was really cool. But the fact that he's like first couple of shows, the FN was my hype man. I was like, yo, that's it could be like the gun or actually it could be DJ FN when he was probably DJing shows or something from uh hmm. drink champs right or so or means- it could be that the shows weren't actually shows at all but they were a completely other operation mm. Mm. that could also because be too. So that look was at the cool. sequence i sold green sold white we all know what that means sold lyrics which is the flex though right like how many mm. rappers you know who be like i be selling ghostwriting hates like i be selling drugs that was for me you know mm. Anyway, yeah, but that would be just Fair to enough. add on to that bar because I agree it's fire. Fair enough. Uh, follows through the the rest of the verse was pretty solid. I didn't really have much else that kind of came out to me. What was interesting to me was Forty Two Doug's verse. Um, I've never, I think I've heard Forty Two Doug on like one track, and I've heard he's been popping. And what I I I, just, I like it. I loved it. I was like, yo, this is so cool. Um, again, the voices, I'm like, okay, I'll get over that, that, that will, will come, but like, I really want to give you like the chance to, you know, show what you can do. And it was cool. Um, I like, I don't not, not in the sense of like lyrically, I was like, okay, uh, it is what it is, but um in terms of just how he presented it how he stuck to the flow how he rides the beat i was like yeah this really kind of shows like uh, this really kind of blends nicely with two chains as well which was dope um money moves making it right doing what you got to do this one was a uh four on (coughs) and how do you feel bonnie um like 
I mean, he's talking about that he's got money, he's got ladies, he's got all kinds of fancy jewelry, and he's just going to keep on doing that, you know, to, you know, continue elevating his life. Um, you know, he sold green, he sold white, he sold lyrics. So he's kind of made his money, you know, started off maybe in a, you know, more illegal kind of manner. And now is like in like a hella elite, like, you know, artistic selling lyrics, you know, that's artistic stuff. So he's definitely progressed. And I think that's cool. Um, I, I do want to mention about the beat. Like I like the flute in the beat, but it does kind of hurt the ear because it is very high pitched. And when you have it like turned up loud, it's, it hurts a lot. But anyways, I just wanted to mention that, uh, 42 Doug is all right. He's basically like, can't be fucked with. Like he's like, whatever. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was good. Uh, 4.215. Yeah. I enjoyed this one in a vibe sense. Um, I feel like it's. Mm-hmm. It's pride at this point. Like I feel like at this point in the project, we have established his his power, and he's just not afraid to flex it. Like he wants you to know, almost in a sense, that he really is that guy. When we talk about wealth and power and what he's accomplished and a lot of shit, but then what's he doing? Putting on for people I've I've never heard of Forty Two Doug. Okay, I would never have heard this guy's name. If it wasn't, I mean, maybe in the future. But, like, 2 Chains put on here, in my opinion. He's, like, taking this whole album to give opportunities to make us listen to people who don't really have, like, like who I would never seek out. Probably because they're in different generations and shit. So do you not see how 2 Chains connecting himself to the next generation and all the next sounds is inherently million dollars worth of game? That's just the facts of that. It sounds awesome because it doesn't sound like any of the tracks previously on the project, but like fits in perfectly in terms of placement. It keeps it going. I don't have as much to comment on it. I feel like really my favorite part was how he's just flexing on the selling lyrics and shit. But all the the, the bars and the consistency of what we've been describing, it's really enjoyable shit. He's displaying his wit, his character, and coming from a position of like actually winning. So like, don't make me pull out a million cash. I ain't tripping. Like, there's not a lot of people who can do that and are willing to do that. And 2 Chains is just reminding you that he is capable of this. And so I suppose when, if authenticity is it, right, and that's the thing everybody's supposed to be craving in hip-hop, when they're real, is it really bad to say this shit? Because, like, that's his life. That's the conversations he has as he goes around and tries half a million dollar blunts. Okay, do you smoke? A, we don't yep. smoke half a million dollar blunts. We're not the same as 2 Chains. Yep. So it's like a whole different reality where it feels different when 2 Chains does it. And then I feel like the other dude is more like on the come up and it's reflected in his bars. So it's like 2 Chains found a young version of himself to kind of be like, this is the past and this is the future on the same fucking song. And that's amazing. So it's like a 4.2 ish on 5. It's not my favorite, but I really enjoyed it still. On that note, yeah. let's move on to free BG, upon which I'm going to get some dihydrogen monoxide, everyone. All right, Bonnie, what do you think about this one? Uh, he's just talking about that hot boy shit. He's just doing it. Like, he wants to be doing it, and he's the hot boy, so he just does it. Um, for me, like, I was, like, on and off about how much I enjoyed the flow. Like, I wasn't sure of, like, the BPP or whatever. Like, like I don't know. Like, it was it was up and down for me. Um, like, the beat was all right. Uh, you know, he's just always been flashy. It is his way. Um, 
But for me, like this one was, it was okay. I mean, it's a minute 44. It's not particularly long or like whatever. So it's not drawn out, but it's not, um, it's definitely not my favorite. Like I appreciate what he's saying, but I did find his flow kind of annoying to listen to. Mm-hmm. So I give this one a 3.9 on five. Um, so quick little Google search. Um, I knew I've heard hot boy before somewhere and hot boy is a group, the hot boys, which was a group made up of BG, Lil Wayne, Juvenile and Turk. So free BG could potentially mean BG from hot boys. And I think he's talking about BG in the first verse when he's calling him a hot boy, addressing it like that, because I've heard that term before. And that's what I think that is. Um, The second verse was dope. I think this is more like, uh, again, just kind of preaching for his friend who I think is locked up, given like the title free BG um, is dope. I mean, kind of repetitive, but I get it. Like, I understand why it's repetitive in the first verse. Yeah, it it, it, it was nice. I pretty much it. Um, I gave this a four on five. I love the repetition. I don't know why anybody hating on that shit. Sometimes like monotony is really good in a song. Like this was a vibe, right? Like you're just sitting there in like a, you're, I can almost picture like you're in a car or something cruising and you're just vibing and it's just playing out and it's anthemic. Every line's a statement, right? Now, the other part of this is I'm a white dude in corporate America, bro. Like, come on. I don't even know what the fuck PPP is. I can imagine P's as pounds. I did the same Googling Chris did and assumed BG and Hot Boy from the group. But, like, bro, it's a song where I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I know what he's talking about, kind of. It creates an atmosphere and an ambiance, but, like. So, I mean, I just punched in PPP. I don't I have no idea what it means. But the first uh, response is purchasing power parity, like, you know. which is a measurement <laughs> of prices in different countries. It uses the prices of specific goods to compare for absolute purchasing power. So it could be that, or it could be drugs, or it could be some other shit. And and I've come to realize sometimes it just wasn't meant for me to understand what the fuck 2 Chains is talking about. <laughs> I get the general gist of it. He be making his flexes, and he goes from, I believe, the hot boy of his past, you know, when he's living one life again into a more present version when he drops the hot boy and you know he's kind of doing this whole thing he flipped his whole world around that's the best i can really give you in terms of an interpretation there's a clear tone shift because he goes from the hot boy redundancy to not right but and yeah he usually has more than one meaning he's a very complex writer so it's like hot boy doing donuts down the street could be referencing a super specific shit like a super specific event that happened of course while also an attitude of doing donuts down the streets, which, you know, is kind of like a, a big like flex. You need to have a certain level of bravado to be engaged in such behaviors. So it's like, or, and it's like completely it could be some gang shit I don't know anything about. So that's the problem sometimes with the bar interpretations and just recognizing it. Like, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I love how it sounds. And I... I'm really into repetition. Like, everyone acts like it's kind of like, oh, it's too much. But really, what else could he have done? This beat was perfect. It was a short little song. Every bar was perfectly delivered. Everything was snug. And then he broke the monotony with his little verse to kind of create an extra layer to the song. 
So, like, to me, it's it's nice. It's a little ditty. Uh, it's a completely different vibe than anything else we've heard. It felt like, okay, just to remind y'all, I know some street shit was honestly what I felt mm-hmm. with this track. Like, to prove that he really hits all layers of this. And, and so I really like what he did with it. It's a 4.5 for me. I really enjoyed listening to it. I don't fully get it. But that don't mean nothing else to me. It's cool. I don't always understand shit. I listen to like fucking French rap now to pretend like I understand all the French rap. Get out of here. German rap. You can listen to that and not know what the fuck they're talking about. Hell, there's that TikTok song uh, with the Russian dude rapping about bitches and hoes that people were doing family montages to. So it just goes to show how much people really care what people be talking about. Anyway. It's actually funny you brought up German rap because I have a song called Superman (laughs) that's from a German rapper on my Spotify. Go ahead. Anyway, so let's move on to uh, 10 bracelets and stop being so judgmental of things we don't understand. Who's being judgmental? Not you, just the world. All right, Bonnie, what do you think about this one? Um, So he's got arms full of tan bracelets and he's just buying more and he's got more and he's wearing them and he just keeps on having lots of bracelets um so for me like i found like this one particularly i was like wow i'm like he sounds so much like jay-z on this one like i don't know something about the influence or just like his tone of voice or whatever but uh, it definitely gave me like jay-z vibes um you know he's basically got like everything he needs you know, he's talking about that he's from Atlanta. He's worked a hot block, you know, that there were, he did what he needed to do to like become successful and all of that. Um, and young boy is, or young boy never broke again, quite the name. Uh, you know, he is good. You know, he kind of sounded like somebody, I, somebody else, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I know that's like useless information for you, but um, yeah, I mean, I liked his flow. It was good. This is basically just like, it's like a slower beat, but it's like telling you something. Like it's sort of like his like success song. Like, you know, he's kind of proud of what he's accomplished. He's kind of, you know, saying like, this is what he is. This is where he's come from. This is what he's doing. And he's just kind of like proud and confident. And, you know, I think that it's, it's like a cool song to like write about. So I gave this a 4.4 on five. I thought it was good. I agree with you about the young boy never broke again. I felt like I heard him before, but I know I've never heard him before because, like, I was like, damn, I never heard this guy before, but I've heard his name before. And I'm like, currently, like, popping. I know he's he's popping. Mm -hmm. And I sincerely, because you're left with the thought, like, I don't want to be that guy. But what if he's 35 and broke? You know? Like, what if? And I don't want to be that guy. That's a bold name. <laughs> I like it. It's I mean, confident. I don't think so. I don't think two teens would be on a song with him if he was 35 and broke. Well, no, but he's young now. We don't know yet. That's like a future thing. You mm. know? That's what I mean. Like, I don't want to be that. I kind of do want to be that guy, though. I'm sorry. I lied to you. All I wanted to be that guy. Uh, but I, otherwise than that, I was really impressed. He's, he's really good. I think he's pretty much set up for a decent career. Like, there's no reason why he should be broke again. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about his verse because it just felt like, I've, I've heard it a little bit in terms of style and shit, but like, I'm not that like cognizant of what he does other than that. So it's like, I just really, really enjoyed listening to this. But as far as songs went, I felt like Two Chains' flow was ridiculous. And then I lost a little bit of interest at his verse. So it was harder for me to think about it. That was where I was left at. Because Two Chains' verse was really like upbeat, spastic, had this crazy shit. Like, 
Is it like she basic money stuffed in briefcases because when you got a basic bitch with you, you can just kind of have her move the shit and it's easier because she get through security. You know, I'm left with like all these whimsical ideas and shit. Um, I I feel like there's just this confidence into it. I'm my own weed. I don't even buy guys. Like, that's fire. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's just everything about this. Like I enjoyed and I enjoyed listening to Young Boy Never Broke Again, but I was not left with any like feelings on his particular bars. So that's just where I was at with it, but it's not against him. It's probably, again, just some shit that didn't connect with me. I like the chorus. It's very confident. Um, and I'm just kind of left with, hmm, this is a lot of confidence in exuberant wealth sharing with eloquent delivery over a good beats. 4.25 yep. on 5. I don't really have, like, deep commentary like some of the other tracks gave me this, like, more elaborateness. So instead of rambling before Bonnie gets mad at me, let <laughs> us move on to... Lost I haven't even explained. Oh, did we skip Chris? My yeah. bad. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I forgot about you. <laughs> fine. Um, not to kind of repeat a lot of what you guys have said. Um, the chorus is cool. I think it does solidify that he's reminding everybody he's rich. He's got money. Um, you know, he's put in the time. He's put in the work. And this is this is where he's at. Uh, I felt like part of this song was to kind of team up with uh, Young Boy Never Broke Again. I think that's it was just, you know, I've got money. You're now getting money. Let's kind of team up and I'll give you that cosign or whatever. Uh, so that's kind of how I felt a little bit about that. What I did like about 2 Chains' verse is the fact that he's still giving you game. Uh, I I'm... I'm my own restaurant. I don't even buy food. I'm my own weed. I don't buy gas. Got my own bitch. Don't buy ass. Mm. And it's like, he's kind of showing you like, yo, you could really like kind of save your life. If you can go out and do these things. Like I take it something simple. I own my own restaurant. I don't even buy food. He doesn't have to go hungry. Like he owns that place. He could always, you know, feed people, feed families, feed himself. Uh, And, and I think that was really cool how he stood out still trying to like tell people like, yo, you know, really try to work for your stuff, really try to keep that going. Um, get the chorus. That's cool. Uh, and for Young Boy Never Broke Again, I it was dope. I like it's, it. It kind of stands up. I guess it kind of gives that same type of uh, that same type of feel that we're getting. He's on the come up or whatever. I did like uh, when. Um, I did like when he said, I don't like conversations, fuck relationships, hang up the hang the phone up in the cell, mad at the ones I love. I ain't never picked the phone up. It really kind of shows me that he's struggling by himself and and that he's as much as he's dealing with, you know, fame and, and lavishness and stuff like that. He still kind of holds on to, I guess, certain relationships and certain things from his past, which kind of stood out to me. Maybe I'm reaching a little bit. But overall, I guess the, the the song itself is good. I left this with a uh, four on five. All right. Thank you, Christopher. I appreciate you. And I'm glad you gave your contribution. Otherwise, <laughs> it would have fallen into the abyss like Lost Kings. Think about this track. I thought it was great. Um I think it's really speaking about how, you know, people are dying in the communities and rappers are dying. Um, and, you know, as as rappers themselves, they're feeling trapped. They're feeling like, how are they supposed to do what they want to do if people that they look up to? Um, you know, I saw King Vaughn. I saw 
um, uh, Young Dolph. I saw uh, Nipsey there. Uh, there was one more I didn't remember. I didn't recall. But, um, you know, people that they look up to and people that they wanted to, like, make music with and fuck with and all this stuff. And like they're dying and, and things are just getting really hard. And it's it's to me, I guess it was one of the more powerful songs on the on the tr on the project, just, I guess, in terms of the message and, and what we're getting from here. Um, I like two changes. Uh, storytelling type like he lets you know that since birth he's been like this he's been ready to hustle um, he's talking about how like he's seen somebody get uh, died trying to help his sister from domestic violence giving you that like I think that line is supposed to explain that the person who died what William I guess his name is who who died was killed trying to protect his sister yeah. right showing like the different sides of like how it kind of works in the community and how like they're they're getting pinned down and stuff like that so um i thought that was i was really dope and and you're like kind of getting more of an inside understanding of like this is where we come from this is what we live this is what we've seen and and like how are we supposed to continue moving forward um and we get into the chorus. I like that Sleepy Rose was really good. I actually kind of like was feeling it. And I was like, yo, you you really, I can kind of feel the pain in his voice uh, when he was saying breathe. I don't know if that was like an effect, but I really felt like he, like he was trying to do that with his own vocals. So that was cool. Um, and Dirk killed it. Like Dirk really killed it for me on this one. I know like I, I never really gave Dirk that respect on, especially on my last review by myself. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to say state that, but he, he really like went in and just kind of gives you like his storytelling. Now I don't have like much to quote because I don't really know what maybe he's trying to say in some of these things, but I hate talking to my dog on a tablet. It's like, yeah, okay. I assume your your person's probably in jail or because jail from got you this or, whole like, like tablet down. system, right? Like they got these jail approved. Your John Oliver's got a whole thing on it. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> so that's like I'm I'm just I'm just things that I'm thinking. Um, but also something that could also be is like imagine the lockdown. Like you can't see anybody. You want to talk mm. to your homie in real life, but you got to use the tablet. So it's like I hate this. Like kind of feeling like we're trapped again. So that was cool um i like how he states i hate this famous shit that was dope i i for some reason i guess when i saw little dirk and whenever I, I i interpreted whatever he was saying he was always about fame but that really hit me i was like okay this is some real shit so that that really made me change my thinking about dirk um and yeah i mean it was it was fire this this track really stood out to me this was a 4.5 on five um like yeah no this is good yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, so it starts off as like Sleepy Rose and like he's really good and he's just basically trying to figure out life and do good for his kids and, you know, that that kind of sentiment. Um, and like Two Chains is kind of talking about some real shit, um, you know, like Chris said about, you know, someone dying while intervening in a, you know, domestic abuse situation, which is very sad. Um you know, and, you know, he's, you know, still trying to act like the king that he is, and he's just going to keep on doing that. And he is, you know, he, obviously this touches on like lost kings and on people who have passed away and, you know, things like that have been killed or whatever has happened. Um, and then we have a little jerk and he's, he's good. And, you know, he's kind of talking about like, you know, there's murder scenes everywhere. And like, no matter where you go, someone is being taken out. And it's just kind of like, 
you know, the whole song is just kind of about like, how can anybody stay calm and be complacent and whatever when kings are being killed and like, you know, people from their community are being killed and their friends and their families and things like that. So like, it's, it is a very like sentimental, hard hitting, you know, like lots of feelings in this song, you know, obviously it touches on people and that are important to them and people that they have directly lost as well as kind of like the overall like community aspect of it, I think. So uh, for me, I thought it was another good one. Uh, I gave this one a 4.5 on five. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this one. I mean, clearly on this album, this is like a tone shift. Like it wakes you up and it's like, yeah, there's other shit that we got to talk about. I think the choice of Lil Durk on this, uh, I don't know who Sleepy Rose is, but like if you look into mm. like Lil Durk at all, you're like, yo, his block has claimed a lot of rappers' lives lately in particular, like where he's from. It's like some of those okay. words hit really kind of different because he's there, I think, and because he's a good representation of the... Like you were commenting on his eyes, but I've noticed that like I see that shit a lot when you see him in public and he's constantly hounded by paparazzi. And if you look at the comments on like the Instagram videos and shit, it's all the people like imagine you're right there in broad day and your ops might want you and you're being broadcast everywhere. You can't retaliate. You can't do anything because now you're just covered. Like this isn't my reality, but like it just makes me kind of feel a lot of empathy to the situation and it is a situation that a lot of people deal with as a drill becomes popular everywhere even in montreal it's not like our city is completely innocent of a similar thing happening um like i don't want to again go too deep on that shit but i feel like they're speaking to something that is a real thing that's coming through and there's so much pain in it and like i really love that every other night a different murder scene and i got a full vision because that line it just feels like it hits on multiple levels like he's got a full vision of what's happening in the world both in the i literally see it in real life i see the systemic things in play to keep us there but then also i got a vision of what i want to see in my future and what i want for myself and my family which is reinforced by the previous line and as far as a transitionary five or six words goes that line is like five six meanings all that like once to me and that's a powerful fucking bar like it's crazy how sometimes mm -hmm. it's the simplest bar that placed in the midst of the right things can create such a full scope and picture of everything um two chances verse is brilliant because it starts with like the first part where it's kind of tying into what he's seen and showing you again the landscape of it but the more interesting part to me is how he flips it you know my dna despise a coward i'm a coward i'm black rich and educated so i got the power i think like a king act like a king when you was on the trapper lane i was on a triple beam which i now know means a scale because remember that time we googled that on the stream anyway um but the idea there it's not just one thing it's like listen if you google two chains you know he's university educated right like he's not just some ignorant person he's coming here and telling you and then he's also trying to empower people by being like this is the perception of wealth and power what you're getting from me emulate this in a sense because i think like a king and i act like a king and in a sense the rest of this album almost feels like here's an attitude as a way out of this circumstance I mean, maybe I'm overreaching, but that's what I took from it in terms of, like, the placement. And then Lil Durk, there's so much pain. Like, there's just so much pain in both the Sleepy Rose and Lil Durk's delivery and everything. It's just, it, it, it's pain. I don't know how else to put it. It's really beautiful art. Yep. And it's really, like, when you realize, because, you know, fucking Trap Lord Rosses and them fucking cover all this shit like it's porn, that a lot of this shit is based in some 
like really complicated realities that like it's just pain and it's really honest art and i really like it a lot this sounds a five it's it's like brilliantly placed on the album while also being such a powerful message and giving us a couple of tracks to kind of almost recover from it it's it's really well done um i don't know what else to say about it it's beautiful uh let's talk about caymans all right bonnie how do you feel about this one didn't really love this song um i mean it is just about him being sort of like in pain and how money gets him access to cool things and cool experiences so he spends it because like yolo um and like you know like i get like what he's talking about there uh sway lee is featured on this song uh you know they're good um okay. and basically yeah and um you know how you're going to be broke and famous it's just kind of like use the money that you've got live like the life that you have and you know just keep on like growing and enjoying your life so yeah four on five so oh god i I think this may be of a you like this song? No, I like the I like the song. Okay. I like the song. Like I I gen, like sonically it's good. Everything's nice. Two Chains did well. Uh Sway Lee did well. I I like the song. It's 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 not like my favorite, but it's not like it's bad. So it's fine. Um but like I think this is a commentary on people who go live, people who kind of act like they're famous, people who may be kind of faking it. Um, and I get that because two chains in his first verse, right? Uh, walk up in the spot and I think I small rhinestones. You got fake chains on. You can't have five. On, you can't have five on. That's a uh, there's line. a no fly zone. Somebody turn the live on. And I feel like this is he's kind of like explaining and then following up with the, you know, how can you be how can you be uh, broke and famous? It's like this idea of not actually living the life you have. I think like I, that's kind of what I got from this because like, I'm not going to sit here and be like two chains isn't famous or rich. So that's not it. But I think he is commenting on like how people are chasing this idea of fame and they don't actually, like they can't actually really maintain it. They can't live it. They can't live up to it. Uh, like the line that two chain says the last pick he posts, my homie just killed his uh, airmen's uh, or whatever. Uh, the last pick he posted looked like the Caymans as if like he was not really where he's supposed to be he's out living like a better life and kind of maybe masking it or something like that right um sway lee gives me this like i'm going through issues with my girlfriend type vibes um but like doesn't not really more than that but I think it's still the idea, like, how can you be brokenhearted when you got paper now? How can you be doing this type of shit when you're, like, in a different type of your, like, different phase of your life? Um, I think it did stick really well. I gave this a 4.2 on 5. This sounds awesome, first of all. I'm going to put it out there like that. That's my feelings. Um, I feel like this is a game, that million-dollar game shit, like... Yo, I mean, it wouldn't be that hard for me to portray a fake wealth lifestyle. Like, I do make enough on a single paycheck to pull up enough 20s to put up a stack and make it look like I'm doing better than I am. I mean, I wouldn't, 
but I make enough. So especially at Christmas time, bro, I could make a really fancy ass money picture if I wanted to. It doesn't stay, so I don't have anything. But like at the end of the day, it's like you can portray a wealthier lifestyle than you have. You can, in fact, fake some shit. But what I really think he's pointing out is like in this world, it's like, how are you really going to be like that? I mean, if you really want to fuck with me, I understand what's real. So, like, you know I smoke a lot for the pain, bitch. Money talkie, I speak the language. So he understands what it all sounds like to be successful, to be in business, to actually have what you're backing it up. If you fuck with me, you're going to sing this. How are you going to be broke and famous? And I think that's the bigger issue. It's that it's pretty easy to get famous, actually. But, like, how are you really going to be famous when you're broke? Because to be famous costs money. Like... I have to up my wardrobe this year because I have reached a level of I would call clout where it's in my best interest to put a couple thousand dollars into looking nicer. You know, put like five bills a month even if I want to. Maybe not that much. But like start to do that kind of shit. Buy the expensive or shit because like people kind of expect a certain degree if you're doing I money-wise if you're doing well in life. And it, I don't think it's so vain. I think it's like, yo, if you're in your mid-30s, shouldn't you look nicer with have like shouldn't you be able to do richer shit or like if you're famous so to speak like shouldn't you have the money to back that up or what's your fame worth and i think it's a criticism of like what is your fame worth and that to me is super interesting because like when you have money it's different like um i feel like he just kind of i don't know about the cayman but i didn't think about it a lot but um he can like smell the snitches. He can understand who's real or not. And then the whole rhinestones line is interesting. It's like to him, it's like that's not a flex. It's corny. When you come around somebody like me or even a French Montana figure or these other characters who actually do have the wealth and money to purchase the real shit, it's like you kind of look a little cornball from his perception when it's not the real shit. And then it's not so much the fake chain. It's wearing five fake chains. It's the fucking excessiveness, like you actually balling, but you have five fake chains or rhinestones. So he's okay with you wearing like a one fake chain to do what you got to do, like in this bar, right? Like that's actually really interesting. So it's not about mm. having fake. Like I have a fake Hugo Boss suit. I got it in Pakistan. Cost me as much to go to Pakistan in theory as it would to get the suit. It's a flex to me. But like having a bunch of like fake shit and acting like in excess, like you're actually rich is kind of corny having the one two thing because you got it on a thing and it looks nice like i'm gonna go get a like cheap little thing done for the aesthetic that's okay so that's when it becomes a no fly zone and we got to call this shit out i think swaley's brilliant honestly he's one of my favorite voices uh ever since that sicko mode song i got really hooked on him he does ad-libs well the way his voice is harmonizing throughout the back of the beat is really beautiful and really complements the song in a huge way and it really fills things out I think his verse is like a young man version of it. Like, I really like broken hearted, but you got paper now. I guess you still broke and famous. And I think that's like kind of pointing out that if he was really where you say you are at, you wouldn't actually, you know, be making these claims. Like, let's say you, it's like if you're really that rich and wealthy and shit, you don't have the time to be so whiny kind of thing is what I took from that. Like, you don't hear Sway Lee out there whining. He might be going through heartbreak right now, but you don't really see that like all i ever see from this kid is he's working with the fucking legends and making his name known and shit you know he's that's, clearly that's making paper why that's because i'm pretty sure the uh, anyway i'm talking about like outside of music okay 
not necessarily well like music. i've I, I follow like i follow like the joe budden podcast and the rory podcast and stuff and like i'm pretty sure i i, I feel like i've heard an ex- a thing where his last breakup was all over the internet like it was all over like there was like emails back and forth or anyway i don't don't, I don't know me, about but, like, that anything i'm just saying anyway, that's what i interpret whatever i would argue sway lee's doing very well financially okay just on sicko yes. mode yeah. that guy's eating on one song, he's eating. Okay, like he's yeah. eating, eating. Plus, Nicki Minaj remixed that black fucking Beatles song, and that black Beatles mm-hmm. song was a bop, though. That mm-hmm. is a good song. Anyway, Sway Lee's fucking fire. Um, I really like the verse. Uh, I feel like it really complemented the song. I think it's all good, and I really like Two Trains. Little like, look, I'm not trying to tell you that like you suck or anything. I'm trying to be open minded. This is real game. You're faking it bad. That's what I feel he's saying. He's like saying, you're faking it bad. Fake it better or don't fake it. And I love the overall message of this song. And I really think it's another 4.5. This is a great track to me. I understand. I'm alone on this one. It's cool. But let's run it then into Vlad TV. (laughs) Start. Me? This is amazing. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. Oh my gosh, musically, that beat's ridiculous. It's like four and a half minutes, so it's like, yo, I could still do a three-verse song in an era where you can't do three-verse songs, and I'll be verse three, and I'm so dope that my verse three so hot that I bring you back to my old days and walk you through my fucking lifestyle through this vivid storytelling of a bunch of imagery eloquently put over a beat with a crazy, ridiculous flow broken down with absolute, perfect, immaculate syllable delivery. That's two chances part. Oh my god, this sounds fucking ridiculous. Like I'm not even playing. Like that chorus is just fire. I watched go on Vlad TV. He told on himself. Oh my god, we all watch somebody go on Vlad TV and tell on themselves because he's a fucking snake like that. And he makes motherfuckers tell on themselves. I mean, they do tell on themselves. But yo, Vlad profits on that shit, and it's always worth pointing out that Vlad's a fucking snake like that. Um, like I, one of my things when I tell people is like I want to like whatever whatever but not be vlad tv like i literally tell that to people off cam so that we all understand i'm aware Ax. of that shit as a real conversation that has to come up sometimes especially when you're dealing with the streets sometimes which mm-hmm. i don't but i've interviewed people from there so it's like you gotta let them know you know you know like and then they do their whole thing like we're gonna do it but my favorite part of this course bop bricks bop pounds and we learned that dope ink on sell itself fair Especially if you're young and you're watching Vlad TV and you're hearing a bunch of shit off of that, etc. And that uh, that a dope ink on sell itself, you know, like I think that's an interesting line too, the way he follows it up linguistically. Because now a dope being an individual, you know, you're not going to sell mm-hmm. yourself. You have to, you know, like it, it's kind of like I don't fully get it. I can't break it down as eloquently. My brain's blanking. But it's just a shift towards like possibly how Vlad's manipulating the situation and the media sells an individual in that way. Or that inherently you as a person, as a product, have to go out and make your shit move. And this is how some people chose to do it. But realistically, there's not a huge difference between a content creator hustling content and a dope dealer selling dope except for the magnitude of the danger that goes into the various occupations and the other things that go with it. Um, Stove God Cooks is amazing. I've never heard of him, but holy shit, that hits my old man ass beautifully. The perfect precision on the flow, the great bars, the fucking painting that he pictures with his voice. Also, the fuck y'all, I don't believe you-ness in his verse. Holy shit, it's great. I love the fucking AKKKK bars, but he kind of does that thing where you like fucking I'm a Namapia, your fucking bars into like dopeness. 
all that to say great verse chorus is great we did that simba also sounds good fucking amazing come on scheming on that dmx bar the fucking little acronym come like i just watched a bmf show so i thought that was a fire ass bar as well just the overall grittiness that gets put together another beautifully eloquently put together verse also the idea that like yo listen if you want to sell drugs and a drug you don't sell don't work go fucking sell the next drug what are you gonna say a legal issue you're gonna draw the line at what's more criminal Come on, B, go sell what you got to sell, even if it's heroin. Yeah. If that's the only option, go fucking do your shit. Oh, people watch some power move a little powder, think they ghost? Like, oh, that's a great bar. Anyway, that's kind of like saying you saw some shit on TV, like a Vlad TV. and you, you Anyway, there's like a layer to like commentary on how there's an influence of people watching TV and being like posers with it while coming from a perspective of people who actually know what they're doing. This shit is a five on five. It is a brilliant song. Who would like to go next? I'll go. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you said it a lot. That's you why I like good. to go last. Um, yeah. Um, so, Stove God Cooks, um, he kind of gave me, like, Aesop rock vibes in the way that he was flowing. Um, you know, kind of about rappers acting like fools, exposing their crimes, you know, learned from others that dope isn't going to sell itself. And, like, that's kind of, your, you know, everybody's learning from each other um this is like a very like dope energy song like it's really cool um like everybody you know we've got stove god cooks simba and major Maija um on this song and like they're all sounding pretty pretty great in my opinion um uh it sounds it's definitely has like a vibe that's more like old school kind of like 70s style like i really like the beat like how it sounds um and just kind of talking about like where they're from people want drugs and so somebody's got to sell it and that's life and you know it kind of ties back into like the whole you know album cover album title you know influence um and talking about how they used to roll and the things that they used to do and the things that they had and whatever so i give it a 4.75 it is a pretty dope song and you christopher I am not smart enough to say anything about this song and really kind of understand what is supposed to be said besides the fact that I'm like, so you talk about like, for me, it's like you talk about how Vlad TV people go on and people snitch, but then I kind of go through your lyrics and I'm like, aren't you just essentially snitching? Like you're kind of telling us what you guys did. Um, I'm probably wrong, but overall i really don't have much to say about this so so it would be like an illusion to things just to give you it's not like they're literally saying i was on the block in this town Mm -hmm. in this place with these people and these i don't know if you've actually seen vlad i'm not saying it's like i've seen him happen i I haven't like that's why this really can sometimes get like bro you just like straight up if the feds are watching this like it almost feels like sometimes like Vlad is a plant. I'm not saying mm. I don't watch him anymore. I stopped watching him. I'm like, I'm not clicking on another DJ Vlad video for the rest of my life at a certain point. And I just stopped. I think I've had to watch one for research for an interview since. But like, I just can't do it because he really is like that. And it really feels like that. And it's really like, like, yo, he's like old, right? Like he's been in media for like since before the internet and shit. Like he he's old and manipulative. And a lot of these people are really young. And I don't, 
I don't know that they have the media training to understand what the fuck they're getting into. They just see the views and shit. And it's like, like when you're in a position in an interview, believe it or not, I manipulate all of my guests, okay? I, by the end of the interview, have people telling me things they did not expect to tell me. And there's a responsibility that comes with that. Like, I will get you to tell me things. I will get you to open up. And it's my choice to pressure you or not, right? And I feel like Vlad has chosen to bring people into the level of specificity where it teaches people the wrong parts of the game is I think what they're trying to convey. Whereas, and again, this is me trying to interpret these lyrics, but based on my understanding of Vlad, whereas they're like, yo, like I actually saw some shit. Like look at Simba's verse. I watched my cousin drop out of USF, University of San Francisco to be like BMF, the Black Mafia family, where if you watch the show, it's like a bunch of, they're like one of the most biggest dope dealing enterprises type things, man. So it's like I watched somebody drop out of university to be like that. Think about mm -hmm. that bar, you know? So are they really out here just snitching? You know, he set up a kitchen in the grandma basement and started whipping wet. That's his cousin he watched. Granny asking, what's that smell? It's soap. I've been on CBS. Dog food. Granny, I got my pedigree from DMX, you know? Great bar. I just love the DMX bar. So I threw it in. But yeah. like, I mean, I I'm, I'm not understand. seeing your interpretation lining up with the reality of these lyrics. And I think given the content of this song, it's necessary to specify that. Fair enough. I I think overall it's a good song. I like Stove God Cooks. I like Simba. Two Chains does very well. I think their storytelling aspects of all three of them are very well delivered, very well like written out, and you get that imagery. You get what they're trying to say. They're you're trying. Like, they're, they're giving you that vision. Saying that there I just, was a no knock warrant and a mug <clears throat> shot. I'm out on the next morning. Bond put up without an allusion to anything specific is not the same thing as an interview. Fair. I, I don't disagree. I, I thought in fact, they're trying good. to like pass laws now to make it that lyrics can't be used in court against you because of how much poetry in real life can get interlinked like that. Whereas an interview is like, nah, but you just like talking about yourself. Yeah. Anyway. Fair enough. And I mean, I gave this a 4.2 on five. I thought it was good. Super dope. I liked it a lot. Right. Anyway, sorry if that got on too long, everyone. I just think it's an important topic and... Apparently, the discussion is the key of this show. So if you want me to, I'm always happy to. All right, I got a legitimate question. And if I can ever interview Two Chains, I'm going to ask him this. Um, did you break <laughs> your wrist? Did you break your wrist slapping an ass too hard? Like, is that like, did you do that? Because like, that came from No, something. but he did get a fraction or something. Was it? What did he get? A fracture? Not a fracture. Wait, that's what I mean. Like, did you actually, did that happen, bro? I just need to know. Anyway, how do y'all feel about this one? So he's nope. back, he's happy, and like he's loving his girl and wants to do nasty things with her. <laughs> mm. Like that's kind of what this is. It's a sexy, dirty love song. Um, and that's that's pretty much all it is, really. Um, and you know, at the end we have like I think it's the same guy from the very beginning of this album, um, who like yeah, like did his like little recording or whatever. Um I think it's the same guy telling the story, um, you know, like from the beginning and like, if it is like, that's kind of cool. Like how there's kind of like that continuity I mean. and purpose of like, you know, to have the start in the beginning, like it's a nice, like encapsulating moment. Um, so yeah, I like that. Uh, so, I mean, it's a good song. He loves his lady and he loves getting nasty with her and it's a nice end to the album. 
So I give this a 4.5 on 5. Like this, uh, I think that after going through um, kind of like the high energy through the project and getting a lot of this like rich bumping energy type of grind, uh, I I think this was a really good way to end the project. Um, I like seeing the softer side of two chains as much as this is like still two chains. It's a little bit more like for uh, like like you were saying his girl. Uh, for the person he wants to like spend time with do things with I like how in the chorus it's like yeah I can talk nasty if you want me to as if like in a weird way kind of like he's big boss man but he's ready to like he's willing to submit to his girl and and like making her happy which kind of stood out to me it's like we got this whole project where you're like kingpin you're this you're rich you're like making money moves and then, but you're also like, yo, but I know when to drop back. I know when I have to like, you know, not be that guy. So that's, that was something that was cool. I like the infusion with Jacques. I don't really listen to a lot of Jacques, but I know he's good. And I know he's got like a very good voice. And I thought this was nice to have them both on it here. Um, it's solid. I mean, it kind of really does what it's supposed to do. It kind of really straightforward. But I do like the the content the 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 continuation of the the story with the um with the with the guy at the end where he's talking about like the bathroom and like how kind of there was like these rules that you had to go through, which I think that also kind of speaks throughout the project of like I think it's like y'all weren't really doing that type of lifestyle like we were really in the studio like this we really had a lot of shit to do and now like your world is different like you're you're not in the gutter studio you're not in like these things y'all are like kind of more fancier or whatever it is and i think that's like part of a lot of the messaging especially in one of the tracks where uh they're talking about like the guy with the gun at the door and then the guy gets shot with the shotgun and all this stuff it's kind of like really showing you like dude this really could happen in our studios this could really happen in our trap houses and stuff like that yeah. and i don't think y'all really know what it is to live that life so i like that continuity through that um overall i mean it's a two chains love song it's dope <laughs> featuring jacques i gave it a four on five I mean, I think it's brilliant too, right? Because you go through all that serious shit, and at the end of the day, what's what's really what matters? It's almost like focus on the people you love and are close to you. And what's a great day to do that is to find you know the lady that you with or the dude or whatever you do, and have these nasty ass moments. And it's almost like a reminder too that this is part of life, right? Because if you look at this project and a bit in a whole, like it completes it. It adds this R and B <clears throat> kind of other vibe that we haven't gotten yet. And in a sense, it's like. You know, you started off with some stripper shit and you ended off with the love making music, you know, even if it's still a little <laughs> wild, it's still a little too chainsy. It's still also like, you know, like yeah. nice and shit. And I, and I really think it's it's a good song. It is like absolutely the one I'd listen to the least in the future. But that's just on some preferences shit because I'm not that into R&B, but I like it. I think it's well done. I don't have a lot to say about it. I can see how a lot of girls are probably going to want to fuck 2 chains when they hear shit like this, you know? Um, I give it a 4.25. It's a really, like, little nice little outro for the project. And I also like that part where 
uh the dude at the end is talking about how there's like 20 guys in it and if you look there's about 20 people on this project so it feels like yo it's like everybody was at this one thing and everybody was stuffed into this little corner but everybody went through and made this little album and it created the sense that they got through it even with all the other shit that's weird about being in this environment and maybe some of these dudes aren't from that environment but i thought it was just like really complete like in a sense it's the engineer just recorded the whole project and here we have it and then you get this outro like yeah the session's done and i thought that was a nice little way to like close off the whole project so what do y'all think about the album as like a whole as we like wrap this up um so oh go ahead chris oh i was just gonna say overall uh i really think that this is a good project um i don't really know if i'm gonna go back to it i kind of left this project with a my first reaction when i first finished it i was like i want to go listen to like i'm different or bands and make her dance for some reason like i guess maybe because i have like memories with those songs or that's when i was really getting into two chains but i didn't really feel i didn't really leave this project feeling like i wanted to go back personally um but i do think it's a good project i think that like if i were to discover two chains now this would be a good introductory project uh to like figuring out who two chains is and kind of what it is especially if you're already like in the younger generation listening to some of the newer guys like the dirks and the stuff i think that would be a good way and then go back into his catalog um but overall i mean i gave the project uh, listen it lined it at a four on five for me i fucked up on the math and i'm just giving it what i think i'm giving it awesome. so it's a four on five is dope. I, I I do think the beats are banging. The flows are great. The features are great. Everything about it's great. I guess it's just like, I don't know. It's not I, for I, you, I Chris. Love... Just say it's not for me. Yeah, it's not for me. I don't want to say it because I do like two chains. But you can also not, not like me. the project. How do you feel, Bonnie? Remember, Chris isn't a pretty girl. I know. Um, so I gave this a four point three eight on five. So that's eighty seven point six percent. Um, so I liked it. I thought that there was, you know, a cohesiveness to like the whole album. Um, you know, I definitely liked like, you know, for me, I definitely found like the first couple of songs, like really like hit you harder than maybe like the full album does. Like not every song is a banger. Like not every one is my favorite, but there are definitely uh, good songs on here. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a good showcase of his work and I appreciate that he, um helps to elevate other artists uh, along with him so that's cool so yeah it's because earlier in the project i we were talking about trap music just in response to the comment before i say my stuff and i said well me and bonnie are pretty girls because pretty girls like trap music is a two chains project and chris is clearly not a pretty girl and that was my running joke so chris has proven again that he's clearly not a pretty girl which is okay I'm a pretty girl, though. I love this project. This project's amazing. He's a pretty boy. He likes different music. It's a pretty amazing fucking project, <laughs> is all I'm saying. Um, what I was really left with is, like, there's this big question to what old man, mature, growing-ass hip-hop sounds like. Sounds like this. 2 Chains is making old man, growing-up, mature-ass hip-hop. Like, all of this sounds like good yeah. advice mixed with excess, which is kind of cool. Like who doesn't want to be like that successful where everything in your world is legal professional cool and like you know you don't hear about drama on this album you don't hear about problems on this album you hear about a guy who is winning in fucking life okay 
and then he's giving I mean, you back. You never really hear about problems, period. He's just like, I haven't heard a problem with two chains lately. No, I meant like his yeah, I guess his drama. But all he does on this album on top of that is just give back. Like every slot was given to somebody who he was trying to elevate in the game. As opposed to, you know, layering it with legends or hanging out in the old man club, which is really brilliant to keep yourself relevant because, I mean, come on, like Chris just said, young people going to be more into two chains over that. The other side is it's kind of what you're supposed to do, I think, as an old, older artist. And, and I think he's really emulating or setting an example to emulate. And it makes me just respect two chains more. Just every time I talk about two chains, my respect level for him tends to go up. So he's one of my favorite people in the industry. And I highly encourage you to watch him on YouTube if you don't fuck with his music so you can at least like him in some capacity because there's yes. no way he is a cool you're guy. not going to like him on YouTube. It's impossible. He's too amazing. 100%. He's one of those people who it's like, shit, I don't want to be a lot he of people in life. things. But I kind of want to be Everybody will appreciate. Like if yeah. I could have his life, that would be really cool. There's, and he smokes a lot of pot too. He's just like vibe. He's just dope. Um. Anyway, I really like this album. It's definitely like a, I could see this like I don't want to call it a classic because I don't really think it's a classic, but it's a really cohesive group of material that's like good for young and old people to listen to. That sounds a lot like pop music, but is actually layered with good advice and messaging. So this is a really good yes. project that should get recognition, whether or not it will, because those Spotify view counts are not crazy right now. Um, still. I'm glad we listened to it. I'm going to check out as many Tool Chains' stuff as they come out in the future for this because he's really become one of my favorite artists, as somebody I respect, so I'm biased as fuck. Um, and yeah, thank you all for being here with us, though. Uh, we appreciate everybody who came through with the live. It was crazy that y'all stuck with us. This is our best live Twitch episode ever. So if y'all watching this in the future on YouTube, <laughs> twitch.tv slash behind us, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Come Time, join us. 12 p.m. And we'll be doing this every week, something. Maybe old albums, maybe hot new albums. Nobody knows. It really depends on what dropped that Friday. All that to say, we're going to be coming back again and again. Uh, we it's, it's, It feels nice is all I'm saying. Um, thank you all also in the future watching, like, comment, subscribe or whatever. And for the conversation of, would you review this album? Patreon.com slash Behind That Soon. We can talk over <laughs> there, yo. It's what it is. Um, so on that note, uh, do you all have any last words for the fine people? Mm, nope. Enjoy your life. Uh, right. Dope doesn't sell itself. <laughs> Facts. So, yes, you can request some stuff, but first, live long and prosper, everyone. Bye, guys.